Hey now, can you believe it? It's already a hump day. You have my permission to hump. Hump day. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. What's going on? Welcome to the program. My name is Jim Rome. All right, so there are some changes around here. I will update you on that, but first things first, let me get you started. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. Wednesday is always a very busy day around here. Busy because we have the show. Busy because we've got a Jim Rome podcast, which we're going to push out after the program. Busy because above and beyond that, we have lots of other things going on. I've got the Jim Rome podcast after the program. Episode 301, former NBA or Chandler Parsons will be joining us. He's always a blast. We'll have him after the program. Tomorrow, a reinvention Project episode's going to be taped. That'll be a good one. I'll push that out before the end of the week. I've got an ATP today. And most of all, what I have is open phone lines. Start dialing right now. Telephone number is 1-800-636-8686. If you were to call right now and you were to have something that either made it much better or much worse, a.k.a. you had an A or you had an F, I could jump you right to the front of the line. Honestly, no waiting. If you're really, really good, you go to the front of the line. If you're really, really bad, you don't go to the back of the line, you go to the front of the line. And the best part about being really, really bad, generally those people think they're really, really good. Give me an A, give me an F, cut the line. If you'd rather participate via the X platform, which is where I will be soon enough, is a good way to go. Hit me up at Jim Rome. Post your things on X. You know, the people who think that they have an A plus generally have an F minus. That's what makes them so bad. They're so bad, they're awesome. They don't know. They don't know. I don't want your C's. I don't want your B minuses. I don't even want a D plus. Give me an A or give me an F, and then you get on the air right away. You have your phone number. You can find me on the X platform at Jim Rome. And you can still email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at Habitake.com. Coming up at 940, much to the extreme delight of one Jack Savage. UCLA's got a new football coach. Jack Savage went to UCLA. Jack Savage's dad is the baseball coach at UCLA. Jack Savage has a graduate degree from Northwestern. Jack Savage has glasses. Deshaun Foster, Bruin legend, an OC legend, is the new head coach at UCLA. Deshaun Foster, all-time Bruin great, joins us at 940 Pacific time. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, all-time great, joining me at 1020. So those are the two interviews. In the meantime, don't wait on me because I think you probably know where I'm going to go. You probably know where I'm going to go now that the Super Bowl is over to start the program. Right back to the Super Bowl. It's never over. Not for you, Frisco fan. Hey, Frisco fan. Hey, Frisco fan. I've done my very best to be very empathetic towards you. Hey, Frisco fan. You've been awfully quiet this week, honestly. So let me ask you this. Are you feeling any better this a.m.? Because I'm not so sure your head coach is feeling any better yet. And I know you're all probably tired of hearing about and talking about and arguing about the end of the Super Bowl. 
Hey, Frisco fan, guess what? Hey, Frisco fan. Too bad. That's what happens when you play in the Super Bowl. Guess what? People talk about the Super Bowl. Guess what? And believe me, that guy? Guess what? The guess what guy? That guy? He knows all about the Super Bowl. He knows about the ones that he won. And most of all, he knows about the one that he didn't win. Romo can tell you that. Get good or get gone. Get good or get gone. This, By the way, we didn't see Romo this year, did we? Damn, that just hit me. I miss the Romos. I love him. Anyway, this is what happens when you play in the Super Bowl. People talk about the Super Bowl. And then you wear the result of that game forever. That's the deal. That's how that works. Especially when the Super Bowl goes to overtime and the losing team walks off the field admitting that they did not know the overtime rules. And then the losing team's head coach seems to give way in an interview that he wasn't clear on the rules himself. And then that same head coach goes to the podium a little later on and seems to change his tune and starts talking about wanting the ball for a third OT possession when he's playing Patrick Mahomes, who you know is going to end it after the second possession, rendering the third one meaningless. When all of that happens, and that's the end of a Super Bowl, people are going to talk about it. That's why I'm still talking about it Wednesday. That's why they were still being asked about it yesterday. People are going to talk about this. And I don't mean for a few days, or a week, or a month. I mean essentially forever. This is the kind of bleep that reputations are built on, especially if the coach who presided over all that chaos already had a reputation as a dude who can't win the big one. The most talented coach in the NFL who can't win the big one had players confused about the rules in OT and may or may not have been confused about the rules himself. And yet people want to call that a nothing burger. If there was ever a something burger, this is it. And it's going to stick to Kyle Jr. Lobster Shanahan like an actual in-and-out 4 by 4 or a bacon double cheeseburger sticks to my ass. Mm. Let me ask you something, Frisco fan. Hey, Frisco. No, I'm serious, Frisco fan. Do you see this? As a nothing burger. Are you satisfied with Shanahan's explanation yesterday of what happened? Or Frisco fan, be real. I mean, be real. Are you pissed? Because if you are, I don't blame you. I would be too. Here was Shanahan's answer from yesterday to the question of what exactly he did to prep the team for that overtime situation. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. I, I mean, how many different sides out of his mouth is he talking there? You, you discussed it during the coin toss? Because the Chiefs, the Chiefs were talking about it during training camp. They were drilling it way back in training camp. But you got around to discussing it with your players during the coin toss. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, you're not exactly clarifying anything right there, my guy. But to cut through the word salad, I think the main point I heard was, no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. End of quote. Which to me sounds about right, considering your team seemed to have no idea what was going on. Whatever was decided, allegedly, like on the one hand saying, yeah, we talked to the guys during the coin toss, but we discussed it with the analytics department heading into the postseason. Even if that's true, somehow you never shared what you discussed with the team. And like I said yesterday, that's kind of shocking because we all know this particular coach is detail-oriented. He's all about the preparation. Yet somehow his team wasn't fully prepared for that situation. You know, the overtime in the Super Bowl situation. A pretty freaking important situation. A situation that, again, Kansas City says it started preparing for way back in training camp. And the only thing more unbelievable than not knowing the rule is saying that it doesn't matter if we knew the rule or not. Unbelievable. Which is what some Niner players are, in fact, saying. They are. They're admitting, you know, we didn't know the rule. We didn't know the rule. And then they're chasing it with, but what does it matter? What does it matter if we did or didn't? It doesn't. Like, I can't believe I even have to explain that knowing the rules of the game that you're playing, in fact, actually does matter. It does. You know why it matters? Because it dictates strategy. This is like Sports 101, people. This is like games for dummies. This is day one stuff. Understanding the rules of the game dictates your strategy and your decisions. For instance, if Kyle says he came up with his OT strategy with the analytics department before the postseason, he just didn't share it with his team for some reason. I don't know why. But once again, if you listen to what he actually said when he walked off the field, he was singing a very different tune. Here is what he told Evan Washburn before he hit the post-game podium with that other spin. Here was the immediate reaction after the game. Love to score a touchdown there at the end. I could pat another chance. Had our opportunity to get him off the field on fourth down. We didn't. Um, Pat's done that a bunch. Uh, he does it almost all the time. So uh, it was a hard-fought hard, hard game. Um, went a lot like we thought it would go. Had our chances there and didn't get it done. All right, so the problem with the answer is, obviously is that's not how that rule works. If, if, if Kyle thought that he could take the ball and score and win and keep the ball away from Patrick, then obviously that would be why he took the ball first, right? I'd love to score a touchdown there at the end. I could pat another chance. Stop right there. Full stop. Score a touchdown right there and not give Pat another chance. That's And if that's why he took the ball, that's why the rule matters because that's not what the rule is. Because just scoring a touchdown there would not have been a win. But like I said yesterday, they would have thought so 
if they didn't know the rule. And then they would have ran onto the field and thrown their helmets up in the air and waited for the confetti to come down and celebrated like they won the Super Bowl. And it would have been the most hilarious thing ever. Their families coming onto the field, guys crying, lying on the ground, hugging on each other. But again, some of them, and no less an authority than the Harvard man himself, a guy that I love, I love, Cal Juszczyk, he owned it. He admitted, we didn't know the rules. I didn't know the rule. But then he asked, and I quote, quote, why does it effing matter? End of quote. Why does knowing the rules matter? That's a serious, actual question from a Harvard man. Again, the rule matters because if you know scoring a touchdown does not knock the other team out, maybe you defer. So that way you get to see what that team does, and then you know what you have to do. KC knew that, which is why they were going to defer if they won the toss. Because they actually knew the rule. That's why the rule matters. It affects your strategy. Are we really sitting here discussing whether or not the rule matters and knowing the rule? Look, I'm not trying to find a reason to go at any of these dudes. And there are a ton of reasons why Frisco blew that game. That have nothing to do with overtime. Or Kyle Shanahan, for that matter. Just for the record... I'm well aware Junior Lobster did not fumble on the opening drive. Junior Lobster did not muff a punt. Junior Lobster did not miss a point after. I know all that. But here's what else I know. Winning a Super Bowl and toppling a dynasty and beating Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes is all about executing and the margins and being extremely detail-oriented. And the Chiefs, as always, were on the deets. That's one of Big Red's biggest strengths. He's like the most detail-oriented dude ever. Hell, they were bragging after the game about how they had prepped for that very scenario. You know, the one that pretty much decided the game. The Niners were all saying the exact opposite. And to tell me that it doesn't matter makes no sense whatsoever. When all that matters is you lose or you win the big one. And they lost it again, which brings us to the narrative. The narrative. The narrative that they can't win the big one. Shanahan also addressed that yesterday. And in addressing that yesterday, he once again began talking out of both sides of his mouth. These two Super Bowls have been tough, losing to Kansas City. Um, But... To think that if if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. Um, that's what that's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, uh, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Uh, once again, huh? What? My dude, nobody's saying that the Niners can't win a big game. They're saying that you can't win the big game. And that's not an inaccurate statement. That's a fact. I mean, you said it yourself. You said success or failure comes down to one game. But then you chase that by saying, hey, we've won a lot of big games. 
And to say otherwise is inaccurate. Kyle, which one is it? Which one is it? Success or failure comes down to one game. But we've won a lot of big games, so don't say that we can't win a big game. My man, what they're saying is you can't win the big game. Not you can't win a big game. Here's the question. Can you get over the Super Bowl hump? And the question is going to be around until, wait for it, you get over the Super Bowl hump. Win that game, period. There's no way around it. Now, that doesn't mean the narrative can't be changed. Case in point, Andy Reid. He changed the exact narrative. I'm not saying it's too late for Kyle Shanahan. I'm not saying anybody should give up on this guy. I'm not saying that he can't. I'm saying the question's fair. And the question is going to be there until they win that big big game. I just don't want to hear that the lack of preparation at the end of a Super Bowl against Mahomes and the Chiefs doesn't matter. I don't want to hear not knowing the rules doesn't matter. And I don't want to hear complaints about the can't win the big one narrative because he has been a part of losing it three times in really questionable manners. I mean, if you think the narrative is jacked, if you think that narrative is jacked, there's only one way to change it. You got to win that game. It's always going to be there. I guess what I'm saying is Frisco fan, you drill for every possible scenario. So how did you not prepare for one as significant as this one? But you tell me, Frisco fan, are you good with it? Are you fine with it? Do you accept all that? Do you accept his explanation? Do you accept the players not knowing? And do you accept the players saying, yeah, we didn't know, but it doesn't matter. It mattered to KC. It mattered so much that they started to work it in training camp. The whole thing is pretty sketch. Pretty sus, if you ask me. Pretty sus. Because here we are, midweek, still talking about it after you lost. But, but Frisco fan, I'm really curious. I want your thoughts. Is it finally coming around, and are you frustrated? Are you angry? Are you pissed? Should they have known? Or is that still your guy, and are you going to blame it on some other conspiracy theory? Oh, by the way, conspiracy guy, I will get to you. I will get to you later on. You've run amok. You've taken something that used to be fun, and you've wrecked it. I used to love a good conspiracy theory. Now there's nothing but whack conspiracy theories. Now there's nothing fun about it at all. 1-800-636-8686. And listen, I'm not looking to go in on Frisco fan, Frisco player, Frisco coach, but I am looking to be real. How can you not know that rule, honestly? And it didn't seem like The coach knew the rule, and the players admitted they didn't know the rule. And then once you admit that you don't know the rule, how are you going to come in here and tell me it doesn't even matter if we knew the rule? Of course it matters if you knew the rule. Are we really having that debate, whether or not knowing the rule matters? Tell me we're not having that conversation. Are we going to really fight over that? Hey, Rome, what's your problem, dude? We don't need to know the rule. You don't? You don't need to know the overtime rule for the Super Bowl? Are you kidding me? All right, you have your telephone number, and you know where to find me on the X platform. 
Let me check some reaction right quick. At 49ers Faithful 83. All right, so this is good. I want to hear from the faithful. I want to hear from 49er fan. Right off the box, or right off the top, I should say. Jim, I'm pissed with the overall answers. Weak. No accountability. He, they, them. No one knew the rules for playoff OT. They knew the regular season rules, but had no idea about playoff OT. Kyle needs to admit the mistakes he made and learn from them. Hashtag same results. I think that's a very reasonable response. Hey, Rome, even more ridiculous, those were the rules throughout the playoffs. They played three games not knowing the rules. Bizarre. Dino in Vegas. Hey, my man. Dino, you know all about Bizarre. You know of what you speak, Dino. After all, you made this Bizarre crap. I can't wait. Hardly wait. I can't Dino, my man. Wait. Dude, you are so far in the right to talk about Bizarre when you might be the world's foremost expert on Bizarre. And the legends. Planet Wilson one writes, Rumsicle. I didn't know the rules either. Regards, Tina in Detroit. Tina, what's going on? How are you? How are you? I'm I'm in Detroit. Uh, I'm seventy years old. Ah! Oh no, Tina! She doubled up. She broke two rules in one sentence. Hi, Tina in Detroit. How are you? Hi, I'm in Detroit. I'm 70. Bam, bam. That was like a one-two. That was a perfectly executed combination. Jab, right hand. Bam. Tina's out. Mosh pit Chad. Shanahan's blundering of overtime is making Bill's Mafia look like road scholars. What a dumbass. Let me ask you this. Dumbass. He gets cover because he's Kyle Shanahan. He gets cover because he's so smart. He gets cover because he's such a brilliant play caller. Can you imagine if Mike McCarthy did that in the Super Bowl? The hell there'd be to pay if that were Mike McCarthy? Oh, man. May may the scoreboard drop on his head. The Jumbotron, if that were McCarthy. Dear Mr. Rome, it's clear to see why or that the new overtime rules are a programmatic non-fit for the Niners. Yours. It was a uh, programmatic non-fit. It's not a programmatic non-fit. They didn't know the rule. It's funny because Brad Childress is an Andy Reid disciple. Reid knew the rules. The Chiefs knew the rules. And again, I'm not saying that that's the reason they lost. I'm saying it's unfathomable not to know the rules, and it's even more unbelievable to chase that by saying, and by the way, the rules don't matter anyway. Unbelievable. And then thirdly, once again, as I go to break, if you're going to beat 
or top or dynasty, which includes Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, you better be on every last detail. (laughs) Knowing the rules isn't even a detail. It's knowing the rules. But Frisco fan, most of all, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from all of you nationally, but Frisco fan especially, are you okay with this? Really? It's it's not even that... This is something, another important distinction I want to make. I don't think that it's over-the-top egregious that they took the ball. I don't hate that they took the ball. I wouldn't have taken the ball myself. I don't like that play. But I don't hate that play. I don't hate that play. But if they took the ball first because they didn't know the rule, then I hate that play. If you knew the rule and you had discussed it with your analytics department and you really did believe that that was the smart play, fine. But, you know, even in the aftermath... My guy John Lynch said this, and then Kyle said this. Like, you know, our defense was gassed. Yeah, you knew they'd worked their way ultimately back to that. But again, that's not what Kyle said initially. That's not what he said initially. It's a reasonable response, but that's not what he led with. A lot of good responses coming after the fact. And then all mitigated by the players admitting, we didn't know the rules. I mean, I can't believe that I just spent 25 minutes on that on Wednesday. But that's what happens in the Super Bowl when a game ends in OT and you don't know the rules in OT. Frisco fan reaction. Are you okay with this? Or are you not okay with this? And are you looking for some ownership and some accountability from somebody who matters? Hit me up. All right, let's break. Big fat open. Fat. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. If you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you're stuck in. You might not be. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over a decade now and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free to date. Over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares, and they might be able to do the same thing for you, too. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now, get your free timeshare exit kit, and see how you can become timeshare-free. Call 800-462-3333, 800-462-3333. Once again, that's 800 462 3333. You're listening to the Jim Rome Show. All right, welcome back. 49er fan finally coming in. And some of them are owning it, and some of them are going 49er fan. But at least they're coming in. Hey, Jim, it's unconscionable that Shanahan and team did not know the OT rules. In the real world, that could be grounds for termination, but the missed PA, the punt return going off the leg, McSee fumble, can't do that, versus Andy and Pat. 
49er fan Scott in the 716 agreed. And I've said that. Like, like I said, I'm not putting it all on the OT. I'm not putting it all on Kyle. I'm just saying I, I can't believe that they didn't know the rules. And yeah, those things did hurt. Dear Jim, here comes 49er fan. It's a bitter Niner fan for all the overtime chatter. It means nothing to me. If Christian McCaffrey does not fumble on that first drive, the 49ers score a touchdown, and the game never gets close to overtime. By the way, Niner players, feel free to not get an extra point blocked or let that point punt graze the back of your leg or fall on the ball after it grazes your leg. Paul and Albany, right? I'm not, believe me, I'm not saying these things have nothing to do with it. I said it at the end of that opening segment. Lobster Jr. was not the one that put the ball on the ground on the first drive. Lobster Jr. is not the one that had a punt go off the back of his heel. Lobster Jr. was not the one who missed that point after. I get all that. Except we knew all that. Christian McCaffrey would be the first one to tell you, I can't fumble the ball on that drive. We knew the rookie kicker was an issue coming in. And we've talked about how the entire game changed on the muff punt. We've talked about all those things. The reason I'm still talking about the overtime is because there's a dispute. And I can't believe some of the things that I'm hearing coming out of the coaches and players regarding that overtime. I just I can't believe they didn't know the rule. Nor can I believe that they're saying we didn't know it, but it doesn't effing matter. Take a short time out. Keep coming. Break it down. Break it down. Like I said, this is the kind of game that you're going to talk about not for days or weeks, but essentially forever. Break it down. Or at least until they get back and they do win one. Especially given the history of this coach and how he's fared on that big stage and how something happened again. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. So not only is Wednesday a hump day, but it's an ATP day. Ask the Pros, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Submit a question there. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast. From the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. As we are efforting, and we're close to, the new head football coach at UCLA, Deshaun Foster. He's my next guest. I want to, again, open up the phone lines for you. 1-800-636-8686. In addition to the end of the Super Bowl, and we can do the entire program on that, but other things I want to talk about. Conspiracy guy, run amok. It's out of control. It used to be fun And now it's not. And I'll get to that a little bit later on. On top of that, did you see that Woj bomb that he dropped? Woj and Ramona Shelburne. They had a story that the Golden State Warriors in the 12th hour made a run at LeBron. Who, me? Yeah, you. Inquired about a deal for LeBron at the deadline. 
and that LeBron shot that down. I think that's kind of curious, right? And then again, it's not. It's curious in the sense that he's not happy. He's not happy with what they have. He wants to win. Hence the hourglass emojis. Hence the passive aggressiveness. Well, if you want to win, why would you not go to a team that's much better positioned to contend than the one you're on right now? Do you want to win or not? And the answer is yes, he does want to win. But of course he wants to win on his own terms. He's a basketball Belichick. There's no way that guy's going to Golden State and being allowed to be the coach, the GM, and the owner the way he is in L.A. He would rather lose on a play-in team as the coach, the GM, and the owner than he'd want to win on a team where he has none of those titles. So I, I give Golden State a hell of a lot of credit. Why not? Why not make that phone call? But he shot that down. Hey, and don't act like, Laker fan, it was out of loyalty. He's loyal first and foremost to Team Braun. That's his favorite team. And fine, fine, you do you. But don't act like he hasn't busted out before. He's loyal. Yeah, try telling that to Cavalier fan. Try telling that to Heat fan. So we'll talk more about that. I thought that was really interesting. The Golden State's played much better of late. And speaking of Golden State, then you've got Nurk and Draymond still going at it. Something else I want to talk about. The drunken belligerence at the Phoenix Open. That used to be fun. You know, there were a lot of things that used to be fun. Conspiracy theories used to be fun. People getting bleep canned at the Phoenix Open used to be fun. And now they're cutting off booze and making serious changes. And I'm not going to sit here and say, come on, man. I'm not going to be like the fun cops, the fun police. They need to make serious changes. Have you seen any of the video on X from the drunks and how they were getting down? You see that one Farley lookalike tumbling down the hill over and over and over again? Man, thank goodness nobody was standing in front of that guy. So I'll get to all that, too. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-636-8686. We go to Florida. Bergy. It's good to have you, Bergy. What's up? Romy, I agree with you, and uh, I'd like to do a quick demonstration about uh, not knowing the rules and how that does matter. Please do. Well, by the way, Romy, they call me the bum smacker. Ah! He's right. Good illustration. Rules matter. Demonstration over. You're not allowed to self-gloss or you get run. He self-glossed. He got run. I want to be so clear about this. I'm not saying that's why they lost that game. I'm saying I can't believe they didn't know the rule. And then I can't believe that after saying that they did not know the rule, they chased out by saying it doesn't even matter. Why does it definitely matter? That's all I'm saying. They lost that game for a number of reasons. I just want to know, Frisco fan, are you satisfied with your guys not knowing the postseason rule? And are you in agreement when the players say, we didn't know it and it doesn't matter? I got something for you. You know what matters? Everything. 
when it comes to that, when it comes to knocking off the defending champs, when it comes to toppling a dynasty, everything matters. The details matter. And most of all, the rules matter because they dictate strategy. 1-800-636-8686. All right, as promised, we are joined right now by the new head football coach at UCLA. In fact, he was introduced as their 19th head coach. He was the school's running back coach for the last seven years. He was an associate head coach last year. He finished his Bruin career second on UCLA's all-time list in TD scored. He was third all-time in rushing yardage. He is a member of the UCLA Athletics Hall of Fame. He is Deshaun Foster. Deshaun, we got a few minutes. Great to have you. How are you? I'm great. How you doing, man? Good, good, dude. Listen, I got to ask, as a SoCal native who started Tustin High School before becoming one of the greatest players in UCLA history, can you put into words what it means to you to be the head man, the head coach at UCLA? It's the words can't even explain it. You know, that's why I was caught up with so much emotion yesterday. It was just, it's just so surreal, you know. I'm still just trying to take it all in and process it, but, you know, um, it, it's just an exciting thing. You know, you don't get really get an opportunity to – play at a, a great alma mater, and then come back and coach there, too. So I'm just fired up for this opportunity. Glad that they gave it to me, and I'm ready to go. Deshaun Foster joining us. Let me ask you something. A lot of assistant coaches carry a notebook, or maybe they've got something prepared that they store in the, the cloud, that they have a plan for what they would do or how they would run a program if they got that opportunity, and they have it ready if and when the opportunity comes. When you got the call, did you have something like that, or was it already stored like in your mental hard drive so you knew what you were going to do? It was already in the mental hard drive. You know, you, you, you subconsciously prepare for moments like this, like just think, okay, if I, I would do this, I would do that. Just pulling from a lot of the head coaches I've been under, Chip Kelly, uh, Jim Mora, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, just pulling a lot of stuff that I've been under them. I played for John Fox and uh, Mike Nolan and Mike Singletary. So, you know, I just try to pull on coaches that I, that I played for and um, just try to use the, the things that I've I, I learned from them and, you know, that, that kind of prepared me for this, this opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad you answered like that because I was going to ask you about some of your influences, but you beat me to it. Also, you laid yeah. out your three pillars of what you say yeah. will be the foundation of your program. Can you share what mm-hmm. those three are? It's going to be <clears throat> discipline, respect, and enthusiasm. You know, uh, in this game of ball, you, you, you most definitely have to be disciplined. You know, everybody's talent level is trying to, to, the, to the same level, so being smart and a disciplined player actually changes the game and kind of um, separates everybody else. Respect. You always got to respect your teammates, you respect the game, and respect the people that played before you and are going to come after you. And in enthusiasm, you got to have fun, you know. Football turns into a job at the next level. So while you're at this level, let's have some fun and energy and be energetic and just look like you really want to be out on the field. So. I'm just excited to, to instill those three things into the whole team like I used to do my running backs. I like that. UCLA head football coach Deshaun Foster joins us. Speaking of enthusiasm, it was a great scene, I thought. When the players were told that you were going to be the next head coach, they mobbed you. They were absolutely hyped. What did that reception mean to you? How good did that feel? That felt great. You know, you, you, you really don't know what was going to happen when I came around that corner. and You know, you, you always know that the, the, the you had the kids' ear, but you just didn't know to what level and and just seeing that and from the whole team and not just the running back, that, that made me feel good. So I'm pretty excited for this. 
Deshaun, let me ask you something. You could see evidence of some college coaches getting worn down by the new demands of NIL and the transfer portal. It seems pretty clear, at least from the outside, that the program was not doing enough with NIL. Since the announcement of your hiring, have you felt a renewed commitment from NIL donors? Are they going to step up to the plate for you? Yes, they're going to step up to the plate for me. I've got a lot of support, a lot of messages. Um, at the press conference, people coming up, letting me know I'm here, just asking me I, I, I want to help. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to ask, and we're going to get this going. Let me ask something really quickly. You have to fill out your staff, obviously. How would you describe the offensive philosophy that you're going to have, and what are you looking for in an offensive coordinator specifically? Just somebody that's a leader, you know, a, a, a strong figure that can really get out there and carry this offense. You know, um, I, it has to be somebody that I don't, I can't micromanage. I can't be doing it because I have to get on the defensive side of the field. You know, being an offensive coach, I really have to let these guys know that I'm the head coach now. That it has to look different. It can't look the same. You know, so I'm just a. Uh, it's going to be somebody that's very experienced, um, has well knowledge in the game, and somebody that can teach these young men to be successful. He is one of UCLA's all-time star players. Not only that, did play seven years in the NFL as well. UCLA opens up the season August 31st at Hawaii. Their new head coach is Deshaun Foster. Deshaun, congrats on that. Great to have you on the show. Thank you very much, man. Good luck. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Deshaun. Good to have you. Glad we could spend a few minutes. Deshaun Foster, the new head coach at UCLA. Bruin fans, what's your reaction? Where do you come out on that hire? Hit me up. You have your telephone number. You know where to find me on the X. You know how to email me. Tom Pelissero next hour. Top of hour number two is wide open. You're in the jungle. I am Jim Rome. Do not go anywhere.